This is Confessions of a Closet Romantic, a podcast where I celebrate my favorite romantic movies, TV shows, books, and talk about, in detail, why I love them so much. Without embarrassment or shame, mostly. This is Poppy, and in this episode, we are enjoying some cinnamon rolls. doesn't love a big, soft, fragrant cinnamon roll fresh from the oven without icing, please. Hey, but if you love it, you have it. My Scandinavian listeners know exactly what I'm talking about because we basically stole this recipe from you. Thank you very much, Scandinavia. But if you live in a country without these sweet rolls, let me try to describe them. A soft, sweet dough is rolled out, brushed with butter and sprinkled with cinnamon and sugar, sometimes chopped nuts, rolled up like a Yule log, and then sliced into thick rounds and baked until gooey and golden brown. Drool! If you read a lot of romances, you know that in Romancelandia, a particular type of hero is known as a cinnamon roll. Somebody too sweet and perfect for this earth. It supposedly comes from a fake onion profile of the sweet roll, and it's absolutely hilarious. I'll link to that fake news story in the show notes. My definition of a cinnamon roll is a man, usually who's so sweet, kind, thoughtful, with a gooey, soft heart, that he's practically too good for everyone around him, but not for his love interest, who deserves all of this attention, love, and affection. Does that sound sickly sweet to you? Oh, not to me. Bring on the goo. I've mentioned my crazy upbringing many times on this podcast, so I say bring on all the kind, consistent, empathetic, loving people, because it's so healing even when I'm just imagining it in a story. In my episode, Choose Your Own Trope Adventure, I talked about how we all love and need different tropes. There's a trope out there for everybody, and not one hits every person the same way. Of course, women are the original cinnamon rolls. I've been fortunate enough to have female friends like this throughout my life, and all credit to the empathetic, loving, feminine energy that makes the world go round. I'm thinking of all my gender-fluid and non-binary friends and anyone who identifies with this gorgeous energy. Some stories lay the sweetness of this character trope on pretty thick, In some, it's much more subtle, but the overall effect is a kind, steady, empathetic hero who doesn't hesitate to express affection for the love interest without games. They're the very definition of open hearts. The cinnamon roll hero or cinnamon roll vibe is one of my favorite tropes because that dependability and kind steadiness in an intimate relationship feels so healing. 
A lot of rom-coms have secondary characters like this because they add so much to the hopeful, loving vibe of a movie. Seth Rogen, Steve Carell, Paul Rudd, Owen or Luke Wilson. To me, they pretty much embody the cinematic cinnamon roll in most of the roles they play. An ultimate cinnamon roll is Ashton Kutcher and his bestie in No Strings Attached. Okay, one of my favorite aspects of this trope is how the hero handles his partner in any kind of distress. It's not about the partner being helpless, but getting that really intuitive and compassionate support. And that support is very particular to a person, and the cinnamon roll hero is well aware of what makes that character feel better. It's not a lot to ask in an intimate relationship, but it so often feels like it is. And this, my friends, is the power of the cinnamon roll hero. In No Strings Attached, Adam's friend with benefits, Emma, and her roommates are on their periods and miserable at the same time. And this cinnamon roll hero knows that relief comes in the form of a tiny cake with a large frosting to cake ratio. Oh, and he doesn't demand sex at this terrible time. He spoons instead. Could this man be any more perfect? Aggressive and fights. You are not even a woman. Ah! Who is that? Hello? Hey, it's Adam. Are you kidding me? Go away. I've got cupcakes. Hello, everyone. I told you not to come. It's not safe in here. Do you think that you have red velvet in there? Well, I might. Let's take a look. Let's see what we have here. Sierra, chocolate. Now. Oh, I understand what's going on. You're all on the same cycle. This is very exciting. Your uterine walls will be shedding for the next three to five days. Nice memorization. Did you Google that? I may have. Because you're women. And I think that's a beautiful thing. It's like a crime scene in my pants. I also made you this to help soothe your womb. It's a mix. Even flow, red, red wine. Sunday, bloody Sunday? Adam, did you meet? Me and period mix? That's so romantic. Frank Sinatra, I've got the world on a string. Oh. It's a classic. In The 40-Year-Old Virgin, Steve Carell plays Andy, a 40-year-old guy who just hasn't ever found the right woman to have sex with. When he meets Trish, she intrigues him and he takes a chance and asks her out. On their first date, they make out hot and heavy, and it looks like he's finally going to lose his virginity until her teenage daughter interrupts them. And in the irony of all ironies, even though he's finally found the person he wants to sleep with, he agrees to hold off on sex, not because he's scared, but because he cares so much about her needs. Oh, hello, sweet cinnamon roll. 
I'm so sorry no, that happened I'm sorry. the other night. I'm oh sorry. My God. That was me. No. <laughs> Let me. T I, I have something I want to tell you. Kind of hard to talk about. But there, you know, there's certain certain things about who I am that. Um, I'm sorry. I have to. I just have to get this off my chest. I'm so sorry. I didn't tell you I had kids. Yeah. What was that about? Gosh, you know, that really surprised me. No. <laughs> no. You should have told me probably. I know. I, what do I care if you have a kid? Well, I, I have two kids. Uh, wow. Okay. How old are they? Uh, six. Sixteen. Twenty-one. Forty-two. <laughs> Fifty-six. How many kids do you have? I have three. Okay, three. Well, yeah. Oh, and one of them has a kid. Oh. A one-year-old. <laughs> That's cool. That's great. <laughs> I'm really glad we're doing this. Me too. Um. Listen, Andy, I don't want to send you running for the hills or anything, but I really feel like if we decide to do this again, then... Um, Maybe we should hold off on the physical part for a while. That is a fantastic idea. Why didn't I think of that? Really? Totally. No sex? No, why do that? Because here's the thing. From personal experience, I've found that sex can really complicate things. And what we should be doing right now is just getting to know each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, I never thought you'd go for it. <laughs> I'm going for it. Well, that just is a great, great notion. <laughs> Are you serious? Look at my face. Look at how serious I am. Can you see my nostrils? <laughs> yes. That's serious. Both more angry. <laughs> yeah, you know what most guys would be saying, yeah, right now, but like by the third day, it'd be... Hey, baby, I really need to physically express how I feel well, and all that stuff. Hey, baby, <laughs> you know, three dates, make it 10, 10 dates. How about 15? 15, <laughs> screw your 15, 20 dates. Okay, 20 <laughs> dates. 20 dates. Okay. This is genius. It's gonna hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Not as much as you think. In the movie Long Shot, Seth Rogen plays Fred, a scruffy freelance journalist who falls for Charlotte, a bright but uptight politician played by Charlize Theron, the woman who used to babysit him. After they meet at a party as adults and reconnect, Charlotte hires him to be her speechwriter. She thinks he's smart and cute and funny. And after a surprise kiss during an adrenaline dump after a stressful situation, they start hooking up in secret. I want you to fuck me from behind and slap my ass really hard. What? What? Nothing. What? Did I say what? Am I being too bossy? No, 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 not at all. No, no. no that's I am, I am. No. I'm your boss all day and now I'm bossing you in bed. I'm sorry, I didn't no, mean it that way. No, not at all. I was just... My brain honestly just went into shock a yeah, little bit. Yeah, you hesitated. Used to that. No, it's just not how I imagined you liking things. You know what? We'll do exactly what you were imagining. And then you turned me around, slapped me on my ass, and then choked me a little bit. Oh, my God. I mean, this guy. A definite cinnamon roll. Going with the flow. 
But Charlotte has presidential ambitions, and scruffy, sweet Fred is bad optics, so she figures out a way to see him in secret. But he's too open-hearted and authentic for that. I don't know how long it's going to take, Fred. And then meanwhile, you're pretending not to date me, and you're scrubbing my internet history, so all my articles are gone, and you like sneak me around like a Marilyn Monroe in your JFK, is that what we're talking about? I just want to be clear, that's what we're talking about. And we have to do that because I'm not right. And then once we present us to the world, we present a version of me that isn't actually me. Yeah. I can't do it. I wish that I was the type of person that could, but I can't. Don't worry, this movie has one of the best of the best happy ever afters. What a sweetheart. Hi, guys. I used to think the best way for me to change the world to make it a better place was through journalism, and I've realized that's not at all the case. Really, the best thing I could be doing for the world is just supporting this amazing person and just trying to learn from her and kind of just trying to be the best first mister uh, I can be. There are as many variations on this trope as there are writers. One of my absolute favorites is the cinnamon roll who's grumpy on the outside, but soft and gooey on the inside, especially to the person he's interested in. The soccer player Roy Kent on the TV show Ted Lasso is an extreme example. Roy is a veteran footballer and on a kind of star is born downhill slide. And when he's out on one of his first dates with the model Keely, paparazzi come up to them. And this is how Roy handles that. Where's your manners? You're supposed to ask before you take something. For example, may I take this? No. Well, I'm fucking taking it. Here, pictures of our first date. Come on, I'm cooking for you. I haven't seen this whole series yet because I'm waiting to binge both seasons, but I cannot wait. So many romance novels have gorgeous, perfect, sweet, and hot cinnamon roll heroes. You know I'll hook you up in the show notes. I wish more rom-coms and romantic movies did, but I guess all that caring probably isn't dramatic enough for the big screen. In the Bergman Brothers series by Chloe Leese, Ren Bergman is a sensitive soul who loves Shakespeare, but also happens to be a Swedish-American ginger hulk of a man who also plays professional hockey. Without violence, though. Frankie is the team's snarky social media manager who lives with autism and has a huge crush on him. Ren's Mr. Positive on the team, the sunshine to Frankie's reign but also a quiet, private person. But Frankie wants to get to know him better and doesn't actually realize that the girl he says he secretly has a crush on, his mystery lady, is her. One night, they're just hanging out, sharing some tea and a joint, 
as one does, and lips loosen and tea gets spilled too. Oh, this big old tender softy grabs my heart. Now let's hear why you're hiding in that nice guy's shell. I feel like I'm being interrogated. She grins. I'm taking advantage of your relaxed state. You're so damn chipper. Her finger pokes my cheek where a dimple is visible when I don't have the beard. I need the dirt, Zenzero. I give her a teasing glare that melts when she goes back to rubbing my shoulder. The dirt is, I was a late bloomer. Then when I got to college and kind of filled it out, found my stride with hockey, people started treating me differently. And I didn't know what to do with that. I was the same person I'd always been. But now that I looked a certain way and had met with some socially constructed measure of success, I was suddenly supposed to feel different? Her fingers still for a moment, then gently resume. Go on. That's really all there is to it. I just found my place with my Shakespeare geeks, playing hockey, and I guess I'm still trying to figure out how to be me and belong to both of those worlds. This nice guy front you speak of is what trying to hedge my bets looks like. Have you had a relationship that made you feel like you could be all of those things? No. Bad relationships? I never had a serious relationship, bad or good. Ah, she says. So hookups. Yeah, those are over before you even get to know each other. I stare at the night sky, bracing myself for her reaction when I say it. No hookups either. Her fingers still. She drops her hand. Holy shit, Ren. You're a virgin? Turning, I face her. Yes. You're messing with me, she smacks my chest. This isn't funny. Frankie, I'm not messing with you. You're 25. Smart. Handsome. Like soaked panties. Sexually deviant handsome. I'm sorry. I'm what? Just forget I said that. Shaking her head, she blinks at me in disbelief. I'm having a really hard time processing this. It's the truth. Wow. I try to meet her eyes, but they dance away to my mouth, my body, before they meet my gaze again. You can ask me why. Why? She yells, throwing her hands up in disbelief. I mean, holy hell, Ren! I never wanted it with the women I met, I shrug. I mean, my body obviously did plenty of times, but I just... I'd get to making out with some girl at a party at her dorm... And yes, I learned my way around a woman's body, but I still felt awkward. It didn't feel right. Until the mystery lady. I glance up at her and feel my heart slam against my ribs. Until her. How is she different? Frankie asks. My eyes search hers. I'm not exactly sure. At least I'm not sure what it was at first. Now that I know her better... I think we just connect well. Similar humor, maybe some similar soft spots. A lot of physical chemistry, at least on my side of things. And she's the first person who I ever felt right around. Like I'm not a walking contradiction who'll never belong anywhere. 
but someone who actually makes a bit of sense. Like I don't have to choose between these different parts of myself. She sounds like the best kind of person then, Frankie says quietly. I smile up at her and tell her the absolute truth. She is. In the book Amped, Jones is a big, burly bear of a roadie with chronic back pain, and he worries for his career. During a music festival, he falls for Liz, the sexy, caring, curvy keyboard player in a rock band. On one of their first dates, he takes her to Waterfall that meant a lot to him growing up. But she slips and falls on a rock and really hurts herself. And then he finds himself with an opportunity to help her with her pain. One corner of her mouth quirks into a half smile. Thank you. And I do love you. And I love you. So let me be your ass, doctor. Jones! She shrieks as she swats his thigh, laughing along with him as he takes the antibiotic ointment and screws off the cap. If he took all 38 years of his life before he met her and added together the time he'd spent smiling, it would come nowhere close to how often he smiles when he's with her. And as he applies the ointment to her cut with a square of gauze, he wouldn't want to be anywhere else. You're so gentle, she smiles when he's done. I love it. She has this unique ability to pull the air from his lungs and turn everything upside down. In the past, people have wanted him for his strength, his size, his you-come-when-I-say-you-can-come attitude. No one has wanted him like she does. No one has ever wanted gentle Jones. He takes the bruise ointment and squeezes some onto his fingertips, rubbing it between them with both hands to warm it for her. Carefully, so as to not get it in her scratch, he spreads it over the site of the bruise as she sighs. I'm such a klutz, she murmurs. Between us, we have almost a whole working body. I think we're doing okay. Is your back sore? He bites back the urge to dismiss her concern. Not right now, he says truthfully. A twinge here and there, but it's much better lately. Thank you for everything you've done. I like taking care of people, she sighs. And I like being taken care of. Oh, these cinnamon rolls. This has been so much fun, but I'm off to do a little baking of my own. Seriously, I'm a really good baker. My German grandma's taught me well. If you enjoy this podcast, I hope you'll click share from your podcast app or follow me or tell a romance-loving friend about it. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at poppy underscore confesses. You can find show notes with links to what I've been babbling about at confessionsofaclosetromantic.com. Special hello to my listeners in Scandinavia, the UK, Germany, Austria, Hungary, the Netherlands, all the countries that know all about delicious baked goods. I'm so glad you're here. Until next time, wishing you plenty of sweet, gooey, delicious, shame-free romance.